Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest podcast where we will be reviewing the Bratz album Functified. We'll be talking about it track by track, breaking down our thoughts and opinions on each one. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, HSR. I am your lady friend Bonnie. And yeah, just to let you know, if you want to skip the intro bit, you can check the description of the video and see when we start talking about shit. But also to let you know, we're amateurs in a sense. We just started doing this, and a couple of years has gone by, so we're a little bit better than we used to be. I'm mostly, it's like, pick up an album, listen to it, talk about it. R- rinse, repeat, just keep going yep. at that. So sometimes we miss historical nuances and connections and all sorts of stuff in our ignorance and that is where you the wonderful people watching this can totally save the day by dropping dope ass comments full of awesome information and education nuggets and points feel free to criticize like you can, you can call us names if you so happen to want to in the middle of your education <laughs> if it's necessary education comes in all forms um anyway uh on that note, like, we really read all the comments. I answer everybody. And uh, last week, we talked about Gangsta Nips, the South Park Psycho. Mm-hmm. And on that, the man himself who requested it, Super Old School in 1994, left this doozy of a comment here. So I might not read the whole thing. But yeah, it's a big one. Just to give you a sense of it, it's like... This album is one of these few albums that never fail to make me laugh every time. Like when I hear Smoking Amp, it's just too hilarious in my opinion. Like shooting your next door neighbor for good luck, lol. It seems like the sound was a little iffy for you guys in certain parts of the album. A little iffy. Mostly yep. it was the content more than the sound. Mm. Um, it's definitely a sound that you must have an acquired taste for, which makes sense. It's more on the shocking extreme side of shit. But not like we haven't heard, you know, things like this before. Yeah, it's just preferences. Um, I get that, but raw subject matter requires raw production and greediness is the way I look at it. And honestly, having just listened to some bad attempts at raw and, like, let's say shininess that came from Insane Clown Posse's recent efforts compared against the grittiness i see your point mm-hmm. anyway it goes on like that but the point is there's lots of knowledge and interesting it's almost like he's contributing to the review and making a meta mega review and that's what my dream of our comment section is so i just wanted to share that with you and encourage you to feel free to say whatever the hell that you want in that comment section um before we get into it i did want to give a quick shout out to our patrons Super Old School 1994, Linda mm-hmm. Williams, Chris Prado, uh, Carl J, and Ismail Gadamsey. We'll talk a bit about that at the end of the video. And on that note, Bonnie, why don't you introduce who we will be talking about today, even if we've said the name already? <laughs> well, this week we are doing Debrat Functified. Woo! And uh, this came out June 28th, 1994, so it's uh, it's an oldie. It's a good one. And this is in our every 10 episodes, we, we want to do a woman rapper because there's ladies in hip-hop, and unfortunately, there's not enough representation of the ladies in hip-hop anywhere. It's the same, like, yeah. five to ten people on every list, and this is one of those people on this list, so... I mean, that just because, sorry, this is the part of the show where we're going to contextualize, like, how we know the artist. And I think part of that, every time we do a lady show, is why did you pick this person in this album? So I Googled, and I saw this, and I said, we're going to do it. I didn't even look at it. It's shorter than normally my rule for, like, how long an album should be for us to talk about. I like to go 10 or more. Whatever. 
it's been a dense weekend for me, so I was like, okay, do a little short one this week. <laughs> but do you know Debrat? Have you heard of her before? Um, like, I feel like I may have come across her name before. There, there's something about her that stands out, but I can't think of where I've, or where or what I've encountered of hers. But like, she is. Um, I did find out that she is the the first solo rapper, um, female rapper, to go platinum, selling over um, a million records. So I think that I mean she she clearly was like in her prime and she was she was like a, a successful rapper and she was like number eleven on Billboard so that's pretty cool like she was really successful like it's just a shame that I don't know more about her. So I I don't really know that much about her. I know she comes from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I know that Yo MTV Raps did a contest and she did well yep. and met the Crisscross Boys. And the Crisscross Boys introduced her to Jermaine Dupri. She had to be based on math, 17-ish, 18-ish, somewhere around that mm-hmm. age. Uh, and then Jermaine Dupri likes it, and they make this album. Um, that's my understanding. Uh, that's like the the short. And he version. became pretty successful because of her like album blowing up too. Like it, well, it was kind of like Cross, a little yeah. bow wow. I mean, there's yeah, but this was 1994. Little Bow yeah, Bow wasn't around. Criss Cross was still there before this, if I'm not mistaken. Criss Cross was popping. Mm, when was Criss Cross like around? Maybe in like the 80s. Something? I feel like he was in like the late know. 80s. Hold on. I mean, but I'm pretty sure like Criss Cross, yeah, 91. Yeah, okay. They came before the Brad, because part of the story is Criss Cross introduced them to Jermaine Dupri. Right. So, I mean, just it had to be. I digress. Uh, Anyways, Lil Bow Wow wasn't there. Um, every time I think of Jermaine Dupri, um, the classic lines from Say What You Say by Eminem and Dr. Dre comes in. It's like, over 80 million records sold, and I have to do it with 10 or 11-year-olds. Because what you say every single time, that's what I hear of. Yep. I don't really like a lot of Jermaine Dupri's things. I'm pretty sure he's behind that song. Hey, where the party's at? Like that song, I'm pretty sure, is with him. I mean, I liked Bow Wow because, like, I was like, tw- I'm six months younger than him, so wasn't when he, he also dropped, like? It was like really cool to see somebody my age rapping. But wasn't he also like messing around with like, or you know, not messing around with, I but mean, like working with like Mariah Carey when she was like 16, 17, like when she was pretty young too. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I might so. be wrong about Bow Wow. I'm gonna double check that while we're talking. But uh, my whole point is like, I don't know, like a whole lot that yeah, so so deaf is there. Yeah, he's from So So Deaf. So, I mean, from what I can tell, I looked into So So Deaf. The last thing they released was in 2014. Prior to that was, like, 2008 and shit. So I thought it was interesting to see, like, how this mega empire at one point, let's say, of musical prowess in terms of charts and, like, popping people just doesn't seem to exist anymore. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's manifested into other shit. But, like, I realized I haven't heard the name So So Deaf in so fucking long until we listened to this project. Um, with that said, um, when I looked at the wiki page, it looks like the Bratz Peak was around this album and a little bit after well, this that. this was, like, her debut album. Yeah, but, like, this had... Uh, I thought the late, like, the late 90s, she was, like, pretty successful, too, no? But, like, yeah, but in terms of charting and shit, I think her biggest, the platinum hit there is off of this project. Mm. I don't know that she ever, like, and then apparently decided to flip it to the sex stuff in, like, the 2000s, kind of, like, with the post-Lil Kim era and shit. Yeah. And this is just where I read on Wikipedia, so I don't fucking know how much I actually know about this. I'm just reciting stuff to let you know I looked into this a little bit. Um, as far as that goes, this to me is, like, fresh. I had no idea what to fucking expect. It was more like, well, I mean, I assumed funk. But, like, aside from that, I had no idea what to expect going into this project. You look at that cover... 
and she just looks like she's ready to fuck you up, but there's like water and cool coloring, and it's functified. And it really told me fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I looked at this and I'm like, this might rank high on my list of album covers that do nothing for me. Not like it's bad, because bad covers do something for you. They they make you feel bad. It's like an average cover that like doesn't really get your attention one way or another. It's like that shit that you'd like look twice at in a thrift store while looking for something because you know otherwise you probably wouldn't notice it. I'm not trying to like talk shit. I'm saying there's nothing here. She's just standing there looking regular and there's blue skies and water with some like red shit, like a lamp and light is on her and Anyway, that's enough about yeah. the cover on my end. It's the, the the title's cool, functified. Like you're gonna, it just sounds like yo, this is gonna be a funk fused experience, and you're gonna get fucked up a bit, like drugs on funk. That's what I pictured. But again, all right, so it's gonna be funky with the blind cover. That's what I had going into this. I'm, like I do think that like the cover doesn't necessarily, it doesn't like exude what like the album itself does like it just it doesn't match necessarily like it is she's kind of standing in like i'm i you know she's you know i think she was in like florida and in chicago but if she was in chicago i assume this is like one of the great lakes that like hits there somewhere around there um like lake michigan or whatever which one whichever one it is um and she's standing there in like her like full clo- fully clothed in like you know this like big oversized jacket and it is kind of like I mean, I guess if you want to compare it to what she's supposed to look, you know, she's kind of known as like the the female Snoop Dogg, as we will kind of discover. But like, oh, apparently that's like by design. Like Jermaine Dupri's like, yeah, you could be the female Snoopy Snoop. Yeah. So like maybe in that sense, she's kind of looking the way that Snoop Dogg dressed a little bit. Like it's kind of oversized, you know, it's not very feminine type clothing. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to say that. I don't really know what else. I mean, I appreciate the fact that, like, the intent is to bring her here being hard, not being a sex symbol. Like, I think that in and of itself is where props, like, if you come at it from a feminist movement perspective, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And just to even have that opportunity where it's like you don't have to be, like, half naked as a rapper. Like, as much as somebody like Nicki Minaj wants to talk about how shameful it is that women have to sell sex or be a stripper before they can rap. You don't have to. The woman literally did a bunch of plastic surgery to turn herself into a Barbie to use sex to... Like, she didn't do anything different. It was just videos instead of a poll, you know? So, like, to see this approach where it's like, nah, it's not what it's about. It's about skill. It's about rap, you know? Like, that's... I could say that that part of the image was really cool. And then I saw pictures of her from, like, 2000 where it was like, oh, you got boobies now. (laughs) That was literally... I don't know that, like, she does in here, but she damn well hides them well. Whereas, like... Well, I mean, on this cover especially, yes. No, but, like, you look at... Like, I watched the videos for this album, too. Like... She, she's kind of fly looking. She looks more like a boss, you know, like she's coming in. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on it. I think it's cool to have like this alternate route, like, you know. Anyway, just like I'm starting to see guys be cashiers in stores in Montreal. And that's like new. Guys could not be cashiers. I had years of experience doing it from working at a video store. And I found out that if you apply to grocery stores or anything, guys are on the shelves. 
girls are on the cash. That's a little sexist and weird, depending. So literally, you could file probably like could have filed like a discrimination case because if they needed cashiers, they would uh, not like stock boys. That's discriminate. Like, guys could not get the job. It would have only been women. And so anyway, I like to see those lines get blurred. I digress. Um, this is the shit you can't fuck with. Bunny, how do you feel about this one? Well, right right away we know that she's going to promise to make some funky music and like she's kind of it sounds like she's like swearing I like, got a Bible in like a courthouse or something. Um, like she's testifying a little bit. Um, and 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 it does clearly right away you kind of get like the the feeling of her being like the female Snoop Dogg. Like it's like a hundred percent like across the board here. Um but she sounds pretty cool. Like, it's pretty sick. Like, this whole track is, is cool. Um, and she's basically saying on this one that she's the best and she's going to make music that you love and she makes money and it's it's a catchy song. I, I really liked it. Um, I give this a 4.4. It's good. It's catchy. She kind of, you know, introduces us. She lets us know why she's here and what she's going to make and that you're going to, you're going to enjoy her music. So I give this, yeah, a 4.4 on 5. All right. Um... So I listened to this, and I instantly had the Snoop Dogg connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the beats, it comes off with that West Coast kind of banger beats, which I understand were dominating hip-hop. Um, and then I listened to the rhymes. And I want to give DeBrat all the credit and say that that woman can rap. The skill is absolutely there. Yeah. The talent is so there. But when I listen to the bars... It felt. I don't want. I don't want to be like wrong here, because sometimes I feel like I say shit on this channel and I'm just missing the mark, and everybody gets mad. I, I know that this is possibly one of those things, but maybe it's just because I don't trust Jermaine Dupree. But like this shit just feels so disingenuous. Like I don't. I don't feel the passion in it. I feel like this is the female Snoop Dogg. Like what I'm trying to say is. The only distinguishable thing about her that would make her stand out in any conceivable way, really, is that it's a woman saying, fool sitting all frat, brat, tat, 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 bitch, and it's like that. Well, let me lift you to the sky. Just climb aboard the B-R-A-T ride. Like, the, I'm not want to go too deep into it. There's not really that much that gets said. Like, quick to pull your trigger quick to pull your card and it don't stop and it don't quit in 94 i'd be the shot shot shit and in the years to come shit ain't gonna change so so deaf you know the name of the game well we earlier pointed out that so so deaf didn't survive and um i would say that the brat hasn't really done much since 2003 i think was their last album so like this is some bold ass shit it sounds like like we've done a lot of these reviews and I'm really kind of happy that we listen to this album in a sense that we often hear them complaining about people copying styles and copying flows and like producing a sound. And I believe this may be one of the albums where, and it feels like it's unfortunate, like she's young and she eats Jermaine Dupree, big old record producer guy, and he convinces her to be this female Snoop Dogg type. And you can tell she's hard. And she's got a swagger to it. And she clearly is, like, a talented person because she won, like, the, the competition or whatever. But, like, I don't... This is 94, so, like, Wu-Tang's coming out. Like, Redman's already done what the album. 
like, there's almost no excuse for how vapid all of this feels to me. Like, I get that she's going to bring the funk, and she's a good rapper, and that's, like, the gist of it. But it, it sounds... And she proves she has the skill to rhyme and flow. But there's no real content in these bars. It's like... It's like as we go through the album, a lot of what she says in this song is what is going to be said in the next eight songs with very little to like flip it up or make it interesting. And I feel really shitty like coming in like a hater like that. But like, I don't know, like, ain't I ridiculous? It's that bad mama jama, like hammer. You can't touch this. Don't fuck with my shit nor my click. Don't even trip because you're bound to get split, bitch. Any rapper could have said that. And yeah. that's my point about this. There's nothing about this that really feels like I am getting to know the individual that is the brat. I feel like the individual that is the brat can kick a wicked Snoop Dogg flow and kick out over a great funky beat. I would love to see her live because I bet she can rock the party. I'm not even saying she's not like a good MC. I'm saying Jermaine Dupre played her fucking dirty. Because, damn, I just, it's sad, in my opinion, to see a person with this much talent be coerced into this. I mean, it sounds good. It's pleasurable to listen to. But it feels just vapid. Um, still, I gave this one a 4.35. I think part of it being that it's the first song on the album, so it's the first time I heard her say anything, gives it, like, a higher mark, in my opinion. <laughs> The beat and production work is stellar on this one. That is a funkified beat that I want to listen to. Yeah. But frankly, anybody could have rapped this song. And I think that makes me sad. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you guys want to say whatever about whatever about me. And you feel free to educate me. Please tell me, like, why I'm wrong. But given that it's 94, based on our understanding of shit, that's about, like, seven years of dope shit that's been kicked out since, like, Rakim and Dim start dropping in 87. Like, come on. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's see if uh, there's something that for all y'all can Does find. It, doesn't it also kind of sound like fuck all y'all? A little bit. All right, Bonnie. What do you think of for y'all, all y'all, for y'all, y'all? Yeah, it's it's a very funky beat. Um, I'm just going to read you, like, the chorus. I thought that was interesting. Uh, who is that making that funky noise? It's a brat tat tat busted out on that ass. So I just, I mean, I only really want to like read just that like part because like that's like very Snoop Dogg, like that rat tat tat like kind of sound. Rat tat tat busting out on your ass. Yeah, like it's just like they're they're really just like copying like his style, um, which is interesting, I guess. It's or very like Snoop inspired or whatever. Um, and this is basically a song that like everyone can jam for, and it is like a song that's created for everybody to enjoy it and um she's promising the funk she's bringing the funk it's funky it's cool i like this one um i gave it another 4.4 it's uh it's another good song so the sound of this is is really good like it sounds good Mm -hmm. but it's got like the lyrical density of bad and bougie like i'm I'm not gonna lie but uh, i'm quick to pull the trigger 
quick to pull wait didn't she just say that on the last song hard light for the i mean i swear she said pull the trigger pull the card kind of thing on the last song yeah hard light for the boulevard it's the b to the r-a-t she spelled out her name in the last song sending good vibrations from the trunk to the front of your ride where i live that's what they like that's cool. That's, That's what they like. But she's doing they that. They do it exactly the same as. But she, she, they are bumping good vibrations. I'm not trying to hate like that. I'm saying from like a songwriting artist perspective, you know, like I can't. We've been doing this for too long to not care about this type of shit, you know, the authenticity of it all. Mm-hmm. Something for them fools when they crawl and they creep and creep and crawl is fuck y'all, all y'all, whatever. I think it sounds like she's saying fuck. It's, like, it's, it's, she's saying it's, it's like, for all of y'all. It's but for it could everyone. also. At this, like, fa y'all, y'all, fa y'all. But the way she says it, it's almost like sneaking a fuck in through the sensors. That's kind of, like, if you seek Amy. Yeah. Get it? Um, uh, so, to me, that has the depth of, it's bad and bougie, cooking up dope with a Uzi. Like, I mean, no, she's not promoting drugs, but promoting drugs like that might not have been the trending for the pop charts at the time. Well, we do find out that she does... Look, smoking weed is different. Yeah, but in the 90s, it wasn't. No, but Snoop Dogg was making it cool. Dr. Dre dropped the chronic in 92. Yeah. And, like, I mean, weed is different. Like, I'm not trying to compare her to Migos. I'm trying to say that this song and pretty much a lot of this album sounds like it was manufactured to chart in the way that everything everything Migos does is manufactured to chart. Like, it, it's not about soul or culture. It's about, well, I guess in a sense of modern culture is about charting. Tangent time. I, more of a question for all y'all hip-hop heads. How important was the Billboard charts in American Top 40 and pop, like, charts for, like, how y'all found hip-hop or rated its success back in the day? Or I mean, still today. Well, today it's very important because we know that based off of every modern fucking debate. Yeah, but we could just, like... You no, know, I it's mean, it's nice to ask if you guys so, care about that. I, I don't, I get the feeling that for older heads, you look at the billboard and goes, oh, it's just promoting trash. Yeah. But that makes me wonder what the fuck was charting back then? Like, clearly, this kind of stuff was being made, so it was charting. There's no way that you could have like Tikal and this and be like, yeah, that's the same quality of music. Like, you see what I'm trying to say here? So, is it that the, the music that is dope is not being made? Or that it never really charted in the way that it was supposed to in those charts. Well, I think that's and the now, point of like underground rap is that like underground rap like doesn't really chart. Like maybe I'm really wrong. Get, like, maybe that, like, like the Wu Tang Clan was all over Billboard and shit. Like maybe it was. And I don't really know. That's why I'm trying to like ask you guys because I feel like this is more of a granular conversation I have with people, and I'm always wondering like. How did y'all find music back in the day with record stores? Was it word of mouth or was it billboard? Because if it was word of mouth, then the truth is, is y'all just started trusting the charts at some point as opposed to ignoring it like I do. Like, I ignore the charts. I don't give a fuck which charting. Post Malone's been number one in Canada for a year. Do you think, like, fuck, I can... I couldn't even tell you one song that he sings. Uh, I've been fucking pills and popping hellies, man. I feel just like a yeah. rock star. Right. Yeah, everybody knows that one. Number one in Canada for a fucking year. Obviously, you can't <laughs> look at the charts for great music. You can look at it for great pop, vapid shit. Kind of like this, which I'm not trying to be a shit. Because I want to be like, her rap is dope. And let's say she was writing some real shit, it would have been the firest. And it kind of makes me a little bit sad because, I mean, what about this song is there that stands out again? It's the Snoop Dogg flow. 
Um, she is apparently called a brat because of a single child situation. I don't know. She promises to funk the whole funk and nothing but the funk. And uh, you know what? She kind of delivers on that. Yeah. This whole album is that. Pretty funky. Anyway, uh, I gave this song a 4.1. Like, it, it delivers nice. It sounds good. But it just doesn't do much for me. Okay. Um, the next one is called Fire It Up. I really like this song, and I'm biased, so it really <laughs> isn't like that the brat or anything has changed per se. Okay, A, she's rapping better. I feel like her rap is doper here. Like, there's something about this flow that's just nicer, and that might have to do with this bass line. Now, I played bass for a while. In fact, I can still pick up a bass guitar and poorly play the bass line of this song, because it's, it's not like they jacked this shit. Maybe with permission. Maybe not. Flea, the guy whose baseline this is, did do the baseline for Bust a Move, so he is friends with the hip hop community. Um, but in case you didn't know, there's a certain song called Under the Bridge. And at the end of Under the Bridge, when they're doing the Under the Bridge down, anyway, that sounded like shit, but that wow. end part where they're like, Under the Bridge downtown is where, and then like the baseline is, which is basically this baseline. I'm like, no fucking way. And you can check in the sample credits, it's got Under the Bridge. And I'm like, that's fucking dope. So I had so much trouble listening to Debrat. Because, like, if you've ever played something, like, you learned a bass line, like, you learn, it's hard to not just fixate on your, like, I love yeah, that bass Yeah, that makes line. sense. Like, it is one of my favorite bass melodies of all time. And here it is in Miss Debrat song. I See, I, I took, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you but with drums i'd like minimally learned drums um in high school and so like some songs like that's all i hear is the drums because it's what i learned yeah but anyway so i heard that bass line i don't know what the rest of the beat sounds like all i heard in the beat seriously it, i mean i know there's other stuff that happened but all i could hear was the bass line and how good she bounced off that shit and it's pretty cool because it's basically about weed and yep. she's getting fired up. So, I mean, it's fine. Uh, my day starts out light but ends up very heavy as the night approach. When I take flow from all that smoke, I, that, uh, from all that smoke, that I smoke. No joke. Um, as I commence to take flights, it's got to be first class because this ass could give a fuck about coach, bitch. How high do you fly? When do you fly, brat? From the bottom to the top, top to the bottom and back. Now as I lay me in the cut, getting fucked up, puffing on blunts and coming up with some more of that funky stuff. It just sounds like Snoop Dogg Light. <laughs> she raps it so good. It sounds so good to me. That I get into song 4.5. I mean, that bass line, next level. Not that they composed it, but that bass line is next level. So they chose a good one. That chorus is good too, that daddy 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 da shit. Yeah, that is a beautiful chorus. Everything about that, but I'm pretty sure it's like a sample too. I might be wrong. Hmm, I don't know. Or maybe it's something. But like, that's fine. So they take that, and then I don't know. Nothing about like the lyrics are dope, except really that it's just pretty sh straightforward. It's and a weed song. This that's time, it instead of pledging allegiance to uh, pot, we're pledging allegiance to marijuana. I mean, sorry. Instead of a pledging allegiance to funk, we are now pledging allegiance to marijuana. I don't know that you can pledge allegiance to all sorts of different things. Maybe you can, but it seems like 
it takes away from your prior pledge to now pledge your <laughs> allegiance to something different. So I can't help it. I, I am this so. kind of a person. I'm going to think about it like that. 4.5. And then she smokes a joint with somebody after, and it sounds like they're about to fuck. Well, um, yeah, so the beginning, like, they're, like the intro to the song is, like, a, a clip from uh, a Cheech and Chong movie, which I thought was very, like, fitting and appropriate for this song. Um, and clearly this is where she, this is her weed song. This is where she's, like, really, like, introducing, she's like, I smoke weed. And um, she's kind of saying, like, I smoke weed, I smoke wherever I go. Um, it's kind of like a slower, chiller version um, of anything, or of anything we've heard so far. Um, and it's all right. And I believe the the person that she is smoking with um, is is Jermaine Dupuy, because we um, roll into Functified, which is kind of a song about, or it it, it flows right into the next song, which it ha- also has a feature of Jermaine Dupuy. And I think that it's uh, I think that's him. That that's it. So <laughs> I gave this song a four on five. I thought it was all right. I mean, I, I, it's just, okay. I was like, is she segue to the next song? Is that what's happening here? No, you just gave me a weird look. That's what I was saying. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to, like, if that was a cut. Anyway, as you guys now know, the next song is called Functified. I, I just had this epiphany. Isn't one of those samples in a Biggie song? Like Big Papa, I mean I know Big Papa comes after this. Um, They're like, doom, doom. I mean there like are the piano-y kind of part. There are things that are featured in the song that reminded me of other things. So yeah, it could be. I, mean, I don't know if it's Biggie, but it definitely. I mean, I, it makes me think it's Snoop Dogg, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just I kind of thought of it. I, like, I I'm pretty sure there's a clip even from like uh, one of Snoop's songs in this song so maybe that's what you're thinking of it does interpolate who am i by snoop dogg Mm -hmm. so it does have something i think that that i don't know if they actually took it but i think they were inspired by snoop very inspired um i you know what my first thought was on this this song sounds like a hundred songs it's like a hundred songs that sound like this song maybe i'm exaggerating but i can tell you that there is literally nothing about this song that makes it memorable in a way that stands out or, like, is memorable. Like, even the samples apparently get used in bigger hits. Yep. Um, the, the hook isn't that interesting. Um, the way they go back and forth is cool, mm-hmm. except that Jermaine Dupri is not that fun to listen to. So it sounds like DeBrat's hype, and then Jermaine is puff daddying the situation. And, um, yeah, I'm anyway, I just, I don't have a lot of good or bad to really say about it. I mean, it's repetitive rhyming. It's the same, it's the same kind of feeling I've had, only this time more of like an R&B vibe. Like, this is your slow ladies jam version of like the other songs, you know? I guess. I mean, I wouldn't really say this is like a ladies no, jam. No, but like but the like, sound. Okay. Maybe not like the lyrics, because the lyrics are basically the same shit that we've gotten on the other three songs. Like, I feel like Chris Chrome should have been here for this one, just to <laughs> say about this song sounds exactly like the last one. Because <laughs> I think for the one time ever, I'd have been agreeing with him. Now, that's cool in, again, like, I picture her as a live performer. I picture this shit going live and her working the crowd. And 
this has a lot to do with this book I'm reading. It's inspiring me just how there's a difference between the live environment and the studio environment. This works really good. What she's doing here live with the DJ, you can rock the crowd, do some ad libby shit, fuck around, freestyle a bit. You know, that sounds cool. This on the record, it's like, okay, we're literally on track for it. And this apparently is the huge shingle that went platinum. And I'm sitting here going, why? Maybe it's because it sounds like single. It just sounds like a single. Like, it's what a single is supposed to sound I guess. like. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I gave it a 4.1. It's a little flair to it. Nothing is wrong with it. But nothing stands out to me. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, anyways, I'll just start. Start. Anyways, whatever. I don't have anything else to just say it. Just do it. Okay. Anyways. So, uh, I mean, these two, you can hear. It's like a smooth transition from the last song into this one. And it flows well. And they're sort of, like, loyal to each other. They're helping each other out. And they're, like, there's one line I thought that was kind of funny. Um, there's a new tag team in town. Uh, blank. Whoop. There it is. And I thought that, that that was, like, a really weird but funny and fitting and, like, you know, like, it doesn't, like, work today necessarily, but it's still, like, it was very 90s. Um, and it's basically, like, a song for, like, the artist and, like, the producer to work together to make these, like, great songs and that they're going to make these, like, beautiful, funky sounds. And it's just, like, them, like, working together. And it they, I thought that they sounded, like, good together, like, bouncing off of each other. Um, I think that she definitely, like, has, like, the talent um, between the two of them, uh, not that he doesn't have like talent in like other areas, just like in rapping, that she's Honestly, definitely more I think talented. He is quite the producer. He, yeah, he's quite the producer. I can definitely say that. Um, I thought it was good flows, kind of. It was good. I liked it. I give this a four point four. Um, I had no idea what we were reviewing when we started. I we typically pick a little wiser than this one in terms of having like deep, meaningful shit to talk about. But <laughs> like I said. This is a very cool album for perspective, just in terms of the overall, like, it's part of the landscape. We yep. can't just cherry pick all the good shit, you know? Sometimes it's good to look at what Jermaine Dupri did. No, I, I don't know. Maybe Jermaine Dupri has dope shit. Maybe this is dope to y'all, and y'all like, who the fuck are these kids? You know? <laughs> anyway, may the funk be with ya. All right. S N double O P D O double. Anyway, how do you feel about this song? <laughs> uh, this is basically another song um, for you to enjoy the music and to smoke weed too and take it easy. And um, she's kind of saying like she's tough and don't fuck with her. Um, and I, I have some of the lyrics. Um, I got what you need. Do you want to fly? This is your brain on drugs. And I have been captured, taken over by the captivating strength of the most funkified high. So, I mean, I kind of liked her little reference to This Is Your Brain on Drugs, which was, like, like a huge campaign back in, like, the 90s. Um, and I thought that was funny that she's, like, talking about, like, smoking weed and she's, like, whatever. Um, and so clearly not taking that message very seriously. Um, and she talks about being from Chicago. And overall, it's it's a pretty funky and an easy listen to – an easy listen to you know, overall song. Um, I like this one. I thought fun. It was very smooth, enjoyable. I liked it. Um, I gave it a 4.5 on 5. Um, and we have Latasha Scott <clears throat> featured on here as well. You got the, where? I, I, I couldn't even figure out. Is she singing? Where is she? I thought she did the background. 
maybe. Like, I don't know. She's featured. I just, Genius didn't really clearly identify where she was, and I just kind of heard the brat and then other people singing along with it, but it also maybe sounds like Jermaine's there. Um, anyway, so everything I've said about all the other songs, down to the B to the R to the A to the T line, um, it's just it's just the same shit. Um, it's cool. It's it's fine. I like the fact that she's still hard with it, like Brat Westside busting like a 380. Like she has these lines, and I think that relative to the women out there, because there's a couple of things she does bring up, is that there's no other women like her, and maybe that's true. Maybe she's like the hardest woman, but I'm, I don't know when Lady of Rage appeared. But Lady of Rage is harder, and I enjoyed her more. Um, but I don't think that there's also a lot of ladies that like necessarily like at this time were singing like weed songs. We're like chilled, chilled well, that's out. what I'm saying. Like I, I specifically I was... pick Lady of Rage because around that time, I know she was just the death row version, right? Like, I don't know that much about her, but I just, everything I heard from her has always been fucking dope. And I know she was involved with, like, the back-in-the-day shit. Um, but maybe I don't know my timelines that well. Still, like, I get the, the credibility that she's putting herself out there like that. It's just a shame that she teamed up with Jermaine Dupree and everything kind of <laughs> comes off so vapid and it's not that it's bad uh, it's just like i got what you need do you want to fly this is your brain on drugs and i have been captured taken over by the captivating strength of the most functified high i mean it's fine it's it's really enjoyable it's it's a good listen it's not great and it's not bad it's just good it's just enjoyable it's just some shit you'd throw on at a party or a show i'd want to go see 4.25 on 5 it does all of the job that it's supposed to do um the next one is called ain't no thing i mean this sounds like again like a west coast beat yeah a little bit on the slower end i noticed that she throws around being from the west side which i think is west side chicago that makes it sound like it's california and maybe i'm wrong but, like, when I first heard it, I thought she was, like, this song, I was like, oh, she's Cali. And then I looked it up, and it was like, oh, sh- Chicago. That was my actual genuine thought process. But it, she, meant, she mentioned Chicago a couple of times on this um, album. I know, but when I got, I just, my first listen going through it, that's what I caught. Okay. Um, and this is fine. It's, again, smoothie, dance, dancey music. Um, I... I don't know. I, I feel like my commentary's trash because there's not a lot for me to do. Like, I do a lot of lyrical deep dives. I think YT is really cool and having that, like, accent kick in here and just that different flavor on this project yeah. added something nice. But he comes in at the beginning and goes away. And then, yeah, the rest of the song kind of is she's a little harder. And I can't say she's, like, repeating a bunch of shit in this one. So it's it's cool. Like, it ain't no thing for me to lay a busted down, buck a sucker down, because me don't fuck around with them that be fussing on that fake shit. I'm on that little tip, and you ain't heard about the real bitch. And I'm like... That's right. Yeah, but I heard the rest <laughs> of this project. And you're kind of copying a style. And it's really hard for me to be like, yo, are you really, like, talking about fake people? when you're being marketed as the female somebody else right like i guess i can't unassociate those ideas from my brain listening to this project so while i appreciate everything that it is it's just it just still every song has felt the same to me um this one is of a good and enjoyable quality so i'm going to give it another 4.25 but it's everything i said about every other song
um so yeah i mean yt uh, i mean he has like a very um reggae kind of a sound to him so it is a little bit like a little bit jarring at the beginning because like, he just kind of comes in and does his thing but it is like it's it works and it's and it doesn't kind of at the same time but i i liked it it, it was interesting um and then we have like the brat and i think that maybe like the contrast with like yt um she is like able to like really show off her like skills as a rapper and i thought that was really good like another like chance for her to like show off a little bit um like i really wasn't finding any flaws in in her raps um no, i, I want to be clear her rap is from a technical delivery she's and great. Like, flow she's point next pretty level perfect. my yeah. main criticism is that it she's, she's not original yeah yeah um so yeah i mean and i think it's sort of so what I think what she says on this one is it's not really a big deal for her to like prove to um, to, to people that she's like the best rapper and that she will um, beat beat all of her rivals, even guys, and she will be better than all of them uh, because she is. And she's kind of saying like I'm a really great rapper, um, and she's tough. And she talks about being from Chi Town, from Chicago, um, and will shoot you. But I don't really think that she's like necessarily like the most. Like I think that she does have like a little bit of like like a bad girl kind of like vibe and I think that she isn't like I saw something about her getting arrested and like different things yeah, like that like I'm so I think she that, is like a kind so of a I'm bad girl she's real tough I don't think she effectively proved she's the best rapper but she is a good rapper the I, like, best that's what she's saying well we can't all be the best no but if you'll notice something we always look for is is this rapper saying that they are the best or that they are dope that they are going to take everyone out or do you have guys who are like, I'm the best at what I do. Don't cop my style. Like, there's two sides to it. Seems She's like the... very good at the Snoop style. So, like, my point is more, you'll notice that the ones who seem to have really, really distinct styles don't even need to say that they are the best. They might bring it up here and there, but it's not a focal point of anything. And when they do bring up the best, the best of the best seem to be so humble about it that they're never really claiming it. Yeah, that's true. Like, even I mean, Eminem puts people above him up until recently. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, but I think that she does talk about that she has, like, the, the hottest rhymes on here. I think she does think that she she spits hard. She doesn't fuck up. She's She practices. I think she, I think she really does, like, perfect her skill. Like, at least that's what she's talking about on this song anyways, um, is that she is she comes in and she doesn't just half-ass it. Like, she does a great job, and she's, she's thinking all the time, I think. Um... I think she's just pretty fly. I just thought it was, you know, overall, I thought it was a great song. I didn't, I don't really have too much to hate on it. Um, I gave us a 4.5 on 5. I liked it. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one features Mac Daddy of Criss Cross. Rest in peace, good sir. Mm -hmm. Come and get some. You know what it is? Tell me. If, if at one point on this project she had been like, a big respect to the Snoop D-O-double-G, or just something like really like, or if like Snoop had been featured on this like album or like something like that just like paying homage to it I think I could swallow this a lot more but it really just feels like they copped a style and I'm having trouble even this song same same feeling yep the brat tat tat tats all up in your town like even Snoop Dogg doesn't do it that much on the album you know, like he did it a couple of times and he makes it kind of like a hook or something. It gets creative. This just feels like 
like for a person who's going to say that they're the best, you really one time, two times, three times, I'm not that bitch to be fucked with or seen because putting it down ain't no thing, bitch, you know the routine. Like, it's just more like you're talking about doing it, not proving that you're actually doing it. I guess so, yeah. Because like it's the, look, you can't repeat rhymes. Like to me, that's a big no-no. And at least like for '94, like lyrically, yeah. And I mean, you can you can bring up the age, but this is one of those times I'm going to say. But Nas wrote "Automatic" at 17, right? And yeah. It, yeah. Whether or not it popped, that's not the point. It because it didn't. It was pop. the poetry in it. So I mean, people don't like to point out that Nas then kind of sold out a bit on the next album, from what I understand, because he kind of went a little more with that mafioso shit to sell to get more sales because mm-hmm. Illmatic underperformed commercially. Still, it's a fun tangent point. But, yeah, this just is fine. To be or not to be fuck with is the brat with some gangster shit. I'm capping any that step or disrespect in my clip. It'd be the crooked letter O double that once more deaf. And I have yet to speak on this badass hoe. How many bitches do you, you that kick shit like this bitch? No, others. So others witness this racket wicked. All right. It's fine. But, again talking to talk that's what it feels like and then crisscross dude comes in and he sounds fine but a little bit different because he sounds like this rich kid who's like yeah people are jealous because i'm rich which is probably true at this point he's like yeah what 15 16 17 maybe loaded I, yeah i'd be jealous too so that's kind of like he reminded me of lil yachty a bit in terms of what he raps about like lil yachty's a bit under confused people are hating so he does his thing he's rolling with it and i just that's all his verse was at least it felt authentic it was just kind of uninteresting like there was no the none of that dope shit like somebody tried to rhyme but they can't rhyme like this somebody tried to rhyme but they can't rhyme like this. that was dope we ain't getting none of that here um none of that wiggity 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 whack you know like none of that <laughs> shit but uh it's fine i feel like it's the exact same thing yeah 4.25 yep go uh, figure I mean, I also gave this a 4.25. Um, I mean, this is her just kind of saying that, that she's hard and doesn't care what people have to say about her, basically, and that she's going to destroy everybody that, like, gets in her way and, you know, whatever. Um, I'm guessing, like, she's talking about, like, in, like, the rap game or, like, like you know, she's hard on the street. She'll beat you up. She'll shoot you with her gun, whatever. Um, crisscross or uh, was good. Mac Daddy. Or Mac Daddy, yeah. Because Daddy Mac is also in Criss Cross, but he's uh, not here. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, he was good as well. He sounded funky. I mean, it, it was a it was a pretty decent song. And one thing I wanted to also um, mention that I like kind of caught when I was like looking on Genius, um, this song was also partially written by Lenny Kravitz, which I thought was really interesting and kind of... Was it partially written or they sampled some of his shit? And it was partially written. Like he was one of like the writers of this but what song. What I mean is sometimes they'll give you a writing credit if they sample you or they take mm. something you've done and then you get the credit. So what I do don't you... know. There's a difference between being in the room writing it and like, oh shit, you guys stole my music. Yes. So now you get to put a writing credit here. I don't know which one it was. I, I assume that he was, like, involved in some way or another. And maybe that that's why he was, like, I'm trying not, on... And, and you know what? Maybe you're right because, like, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just trying to ask, you know, the question. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm not... I don't know the answer. But um, for me, like, this one wasn't necessarily, like, a standout. It was, you know... It was good, but it definitely didn't stand out or any... I mean, it didn't feel any different than all the other, all the other songs. So I, I also gave it a 4.25. All right, well, the next one, let's see if it's actually mind-blowing.
You guys might not be shocked to think that I wasn't able to find any real new commentary to add, except putting the Holyfield beating on your ass in your trunk was kind of cool. But I've heard so many people make Holyfield references that it's like, okay, um, it's fine. Like, I don't want to waste your time repeating myself and saying all the same shit I've said. Um, this song is absolutely equal to all of the other ones that we have previously listened to. I mean, there is some freshness. Like, it's where I take you with my fantastic tactics, exciting like gymnastics and harder than mathematics. I obliviate the mind, leaving you in a daze for days. Fucked up by the ways. I play shit complicated, but basic. And I would argue that you play basic pretty in a way that might sound more complicated, but it's still all very basic to me. Like, look, same shit, 4.25. Um, like, I just, I'm not feeling the lines. I feel like, again, it's just being said. Yep. And they work, and she delivers them. And the, it's just that the passion isn't there. There's no soul in this music. In my, for something that's funk, I believe soul is a part of it, right? I, like, having some soul in your funk. Like, you can't just make funk-sounding shit if there's no soul in that shit. I guess so. I, I mean, funk like, is just sort of like the like way you Dog, feel. I feel right, like it's like what I mean. the way that you walk. Like, you like just like exude funk like, a little bit. I feel bit, like you know? she put... And I'm not saying it's her. It might just be Jermaine Dupri. It just feels like, like she put on a costume for this album. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely one way to, to think about it, yeah. All right, 4.25. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's another funky song. Uh, she's kind of, she's spitting mind-blowing gangster shit is kind of like what she's saying here. Um, again, we have like smoking weed on this one. Um, May I ask you a question? Yeah. Was your mind blowing? No. Thank but, you. Yeah. Um, I mean, she raps well, but she kind of like sings about rapping well. And like, that's kind of like one of like those like three topics that she kind of covers over and over again. Um, so and sorry, it, weed, funk, and I'm the shit. Yeah, I guess so. Isn't that mainstream rap in a nutshell? hey <laughs> So, and it's very Snoop-like sounding again. I mean, like, again, we're just kind of repeating it over and over again, but it, that's what it is. We're getting the same thing. It's kind of repeated. It's good, but it's not original. So I'm also giving this one another 4.25. Yeah, that was a little shorter. So why don't we just give it to you one more time? All right. Word up, hey. Word up, hey. So I noticed that the music video is to a remix. Okay. The beat is nicer, and it's like a slightly improved experience. Um, Sean Puffy Coombs and his good buddy, the notorious Big, show up in the video. <laughs> Biggie walks in, and then the rest of the video is playing out. People are up dancing, and Biggie never stands up. He just stays in his chair. And it just cuts to him. And it might even be, like, the same cut, like, when they did the Juicy video and they kept replaying Oh, yeah. It. And it's just Biggie in the chair. Like, they got him there. They could afford <laughs> to have him there for, like, 20 minutes. And they used the get one shot. all shun. the clips of him. <clears throat> just in the chair. Everyone else is dancing. Biggie. I just thought that was hilarious. It was amazing. And thank you, Super Old School 1994, for reminding me to watch music videos. Because at one point, Sean Puffy Coombs has his kind of face that he makes when he's in front of the camera and he knows this is his two seconds to yeah. get your attention otherwise it's fine they go to some rich party where they are drinking champagne and As eating chicken wings chicken wings ain't no thing but I, a honestly chicken wing. 
I would rather have chicken wings at any party I go to than half the bullshit rich people try to feed you. Caviar. It's just the fucking worst. These tiny little things, like, come on, just give me some food. No. And that <laughs> shit costs ten times the amount of a fucking Agreed. hamburger. Yeah, yeah. Not worth it. Anyway, I don't know what to say about this song. Um, I actually liked it less than all oh, of the other okay. ones because it's slower it's got like less going to it. It's supposed to be this smooth experience. And when I heard the remix, I saw what the song wanted to be. And the remix version gets the 4.25 standard of this album. This version is just a little bit flat compared to it. Jermaine Dupri just keeps talking. He's just there. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> I feel like the verses are really short and there's a lot of, yeah, hey like a lot of just filler on this song and i'm like okay this this is a weird way to end the album in my opinion like i don't know put like functified or even made a funk bewitcher or ain't any of the other ones is better than this everything else on this project is better than this song so i give it a four i'm not really feeling it like i don't know if i should really go on comment about the lyrics but like brad is the and then she flips into some fantastic romantic single-handed bandit and damn it don't get no better better it don't get no more than the flow that i flow for you and hoes and i'm just like yeah a lot of people get better it gets a lot better than this hip-hop gets way better than this (laughs) That's the problem is I start thinking when I listen to what people say to me in a rhyme. And if you're going to make some grandiose claims like you is the shit, you best be dropping some shit that is unequivocally great. So four. I guess so. It's yeah. just four. Um, I mean, this one, she says she's going to give us some funky music and that you're going to love it. And I think that I, I like that you can hear her having like a lot of fun on this. Uh, on this track like kind of like making the album that she's having a good time it's enjoyable and i think that kind of translates a little bit like onto her songs like they are fun they're they're good to listen to they're enjoyable they're kind of happier songs there's not really too much that's like violent and like you know that's terrible and whatever guns and everything yeah yes there is like some like you know gangster stuff but overall it's not it's I would say it's one of the nicer rap albums or whatever. Um, And I like that. I mean, because she's like, you can hear her like smiling and laughing and goofing around a little bit. Um, And it makes you feel like like you kind of get to know her a little bit more. So I like that. I thought that was nice. Um, So overall, I found it enjoyable. It was smooth. Um, It was funky. I liked it. I give us a 4.5, actually. That's fair. Um, look, this album was probably not for me. And why I say that is because it's meant to be fun. Um, I don't really like music that's sole intention in life is to be fun. I believe that music should have something more to it. And that's what I want out of it. I think sometimes like a fun, generic, kind of but, like fluffy album it is a nice change from like all of like the everybody's like depressed all these terrible like real life situations like it is nice to kind of have that variety i prefer everything real at the cost of like i'd rather there never be a happy song again if it meant that like we we could get rid of the vapid because i'm happy like that song is (laughs) it's nice to listen to but of course you're happy you're pharrell you look like you're 20 and you're rich (laughs) it's pretty hard for you to be miserable and you have a cool hat Oh, anyway, like, <laughs> I gave the album a 4.227. Here's the thing. 
it sounds really nice and i can't deny that it sounds good and it's not like anything's unenjoyable the beats are funky fresh the overall sound has what you're looking for and like i said a couple of times i bet the live performance of this project actually gives you an experience that far supersedes the album version because this isn't this is not music to sit in your chair and just like listen to it's not really its purpose you should be out there dancing and moving around and grooving and shit so i feel like this could be like a driving around town in like the summer smoking weed or whatever even to that end there are so many things of that nature like this may or may not be your first choice like i don't even think this is in anyone's top hundred like i mean the song there might be a song or two that you're watching this has like a nostalgic connection to but if you really have the choice of all music i'd be like hard pressed to recommend this album except for the historical value of like studying hip-hop i would say this is an interesting album it is one of the first times a lady spit like this one of i'm not saying the first i'm saying one of maybe it's the first time a lady spit who spit like this even charted okay i spare two it's seminal in a sense but it just is also like for me i just i don't know like it's well-made pop it just sounds like pop to me it sounds like vapid airy music to put on when you don't want to think and it it hits all the check marks like we're supposed to talk about this it sounds like somebody studied snoop dogg but didn't really get it it, it, like it would like you know like it yep. just sounds like Jermaine Dupri is like a Jewish executive making some shit off of people and I don't mean that and like I, I just figure you guys watching it might know what I mean by that I know it sounds bad but like it doesn't sound like he's very connected to shit it just sounds like he's trying to profit and like you look at that and you see it all over today and I guess maybe now you know it's a watch for it maybe back then it was a different world but Timberland I don't, I don't know I don't know that Timberland did that did he I don't know. Well, I mean, him. I don't know if he. I mean, he he definitely like. Well, blew at least up, he right? like fucking had good sounding shade. Yeah, that's true. I'm bringing sexy back. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what did you feel about this one? Um, overall, I gave this a four point three five, so an eighty seven percent. Um, I mean, as much as it's not like an original sound, um, it was still it was still pretty enjoyable. Um, are you, are you, you know, really willing to call this a classic though? Like that's that is the thing. Like I like it makes me wonder. Like, like did she evolve with Snoop as he evolved? Like did did you know when he his like sound changed and became something different? Did hers change or did she stick with this sound or like is it completely different or like what was it that like made her like copy this sound or was it just him? Like or did you know was she like? already performing like she was very inspired by snoop and she was like this is kind of like the style i want to to make and rap and you know it just sort of and jermaine made it happen or like i don't really know like what like who you know the chicken or the egg you know like which came first but um it definitely was snoop snoop was the answer is the (laughs) that he came first um so i i don't know i enjoyed it i i was kind of ashamed that i didn't know who she was but like it also but, makes sense that you don't know who she is because when we think about classics like she doesn't stand out and there's nothing timeless to this sound to this particular album yeah and i i don't mean that to be rude it's just like i give it a 4.2 because it's objectively well-made fluff and if you're into pop it's probably a dope ass album like this is that kind of safe shit i would like play for my mom 
to be like, here, you can feel hard and not feel offended. <laughs> and that's what it that's is. True. You can feel hard while not being offended to this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you really like. There's no like, lines. I, I probably Literally wouldn't no, go back to this. Not a album. single line got crossed. Not one offensive thing got said. Not anything really dangerous or hard got Although said. Although she does have the parental advisory sticker on the front of her album. say fuck. If you say any kind True, of swearing, you have to. I like there was swearing and she said some words like she'll pull guns on you, but like she also alluded to it in an offhanded kind of way. There was no like, I'm gonna pull out the gas, stick it in your face, pull the trigger, blow your fucking it's brains out. It's like she out. doesn't really know what to do with a gun if she, ha- you know, if she has one, See, but I don't she doesn't really know like, what to do with it. I don't, I don't wanna know. like say it like that. I'm saying it doesn't sound like to me this is the album she really wanted to make. It sounds like this is the album that would get radio play. And she wanted the money. And, and okay. that, that's fair. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Got, I don't even shit on anybody for taking it, like the money. Like, because, yo, I don't know what her life was like. I know how bad circumstances could be. And at a certain point in time, if somebody offered me a check to do whatever, I probably would have taken it. So I can't say, I can't judge like that. But I can say that this is not an album I would recommend. (laughs) It might be important. It might have historic value being the first chick to get a platinum on the rap charts. That is very significant. Yep. So it's maybe worth listening to. But go pick any... And it's any... short and sweet. It's, you know, nine songs. It's not that long. So just pick any song. Listen to one. If you like it, you, you'll like the whole tape. If you don't, you won't. There you go. Um. Anyway. If you like Snoop, you'll like this. If you want to listen to I disagree. Because, like, I think Snoop has a flair and a swag and a style. But more importantly, Snoop's a creative writer. So he actually writes some substance and shit. That's true. Like, yeah. you're not hearing the... It's not, it's not like this. This is just, like, Snoop Light. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's like Snoop for your mother. You know, like that. Yeah. That's what it is. Anyway, thank you all for watching it. Feel free to let us know what you think in what the comments. Got, yeah. If what you is, agree with opinion? us, if you think we're fucking crazy, anything like that. And if we're wrong, we're very happy to admit it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, uh, let us know. I'll definitely ask you. We'll have a little conversation down in the comments. Special thanks to the patrons: Chris Prado, Carl J, Ismail Gadamsi, Linda Williams, Super Oscar 1994. They're awesome folk. They support us. We want to make more of these. We want to throw more time into it. We want to make this better. Um, unfortunately, money helps. So if you want to check that out, you can force our hand in requests and we'll use all proceeds to build shit up for us. Woot. Like one day get a real video editor who knows Ooh. how to make video look good. Gosh, that would be dope, no? Anyway, on top of that, you get access to content early. We have some Discord shit, a public one in the description, and the patrons will have a private one that will give you the link when you sign up. And uh, yeah, so if you want to help us, that would be cool. If not, feel free to subscribe for more content like the video if you did and like i said we'll chit chat in the comments i dropped a project recently you can check that out on spotify and all the other music things plus this very youtube channel it's all there oh. um so yeah you can check that out and yeah, yeah we'll catch you next time with a longer more full-length album that will be i think it'll be what i outcast but it might not be so don't hold me to it <laughs>